Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 213 of the podcast that was originally recorded on August 17th of 2018. I am releasing this podcast a day early because I interviewed Steve Jackson from Steve Jackson Games, and we are trying to get the podcast out to let people know about their current Kickstarter called The Fantasy Trip. It's for an old school role-playing game. Definitely go out and check out their Kickstarter. It has about six days to go at the time we post this. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and we are back with another interview on the podcast. Today, we have a gentleman who probably needs no introduction, Steve Jackson from Steve Jackson Games. Steve, how are you doing this evening? Thank you for joining me. Yet he introduces me anyway. Hi, I'm doing fine. <laughs> well, we have to at least say, although I'm sure people will definitely recognize your voice, it's great chatting with you. Um, I, when we were at Origins, I actually interviewed Hunter. I didn't get a chance to meet you, I think, when I was at the booth um, for you guys. I think you were in the middle of running a game, so I actually didn't get to meet you, and I would have loved to have um, met you at that time. Sorry about that. Uh, yes, they, they kept me busy. I was having a great time. I saw that. I saw that. But um, I'm sure you've been extremely busy because one of the things we're probably going to talk, spend most of the time we have together talking about um, is your current Kickstarter, the Fantasies Trip. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, the game, the oldest parts of the game are 40 years old. Uh, uh, Melee was uh, first uh, first released in 77. And... Uh, the rest of the fantasy trip system, as originally published by Metagaming, came out over the next three years. And Metagaming went out of business in, I think, early 1983. And uh, that kind of put paid to any chance of further development of the system. And I had signed away my rights. And, uh, yes, I did get paid. It's not It's not as though it was a bad deal, but, but uh, I had... had no longer any rights in the game and when the company went out of business I couldn't do anything about resurrecting the game except that uh, copyright law changed so last year I was able to recover the rights just to the parts that I had created myself but we have worked from that and we will be coming out with a new edition and that's what's that's what's being kickstarted, and it looks like there. It looks like you have a good um, turnout so far for the Kickstarter. Support. I believe we. Ha- yeah, I'm sorry, I broke in. That's all right. I was going to say, I believe there's seven days left in the Kickstarter right now. As of now, it's just turned over to six, and it's at two hundred nineteen thousand with almost twenty five hundred backers. So yes, it's it's been an amazing turnout. Yeah, that's really good. Now, the fantasy trip is was this your first attempt at um, like a role playing system? I mean, because everybody's familiar with GURPS and everybody knows you did that, but that was done many years later. Yes, the fantasy trip came first. Uh, Melee was my second game design after Ogre, and it was another metagaming micro game. So, with all these years that you've been role playing. What type of character do you like to do you like to basically DM? Are you are you the game master or do you like to play? And if you like to play, what type of character do you like to play in your in your fantasy settings? Oh, I'm uh, I'm willing to do either. And uh, 
if I play a character, it would it would likely be a fighter, but not not a human tank fighter. It would be a fighter with some specializations. So I could get into the action when the monsters show up, but be somewhat useful the rest of the time. That's cool. I, I one of my favorite characters has always been a paladin since I had started playing um, role playing games when I was much much younger. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's interesting that some very good novels over the years have been written based on what is is evidently the D and D paladin. I mean, mm-hmm. if if you don't know D and D, you don't get it, and if you do know D and D, it's like, okay, I know what they played. <laughs> Look, there's the intelligent horse and everything. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were growing up, before you started creating Ogre, before Fantasy Trip, what were some of the games? I mean, was gaming big for you, like with your family and growing up? I mean, did you you play a lot of games back then? Uh, With my family growing up? Not so much. Uh, we played Monopoly. We played other games. Uh, played Yahtzee with my grandmother. But I did. I did that as well. <laughs> no, you knew my grandmother. That's cool. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the real evolution into a gamer came when I was in college. Uh, played a lot of Risk. Played a lot of the old SPI games. Okay. Uh, if, if you remember SPI, they were they were one of the first specialist game companies, and they really did it right for as long as they were around. Really, a class act. Yes, definitely, definitely, and 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 yes, I do remember some of those games. Um, you might not be able to see me now, but I do have a little bit of gray in my beard. We'll say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, one of the things I was looking at. I mean, you're. Steve Jackson Games, you guys have been around for quite a while. You've done so many different things over the years. And, you know, both, you know, role-playing games, board games, you know, you have Ogre, Car Wars. Uh, you got, you know, Munchkin is is extremely popular. But you've also had, um, you know, kind of delved into a little bit of the digital realm as well. I mean, one of the first games I remember playing, Auto Duel, you know, was kind of based around Car Wars back in the day. And I played that on my Commodore 64 when I was a kid. Yes, that was an origin systems game yes. directly based on Car Wars. And that was a good little game. Oh, it definitely was. I, I actually still have a Commodore computer hooked up behind me that I play every so often still to this day. <laughs> a working Commodore from that era. Well played. <laughs> so with with the evolution of gaming today and the way a lot of people – you know, are creating games and you're seeing uh, digital games, you know, being combined with board games. How, what's your feeling on that whole thing? Because you guys have released, you you currently have released Ogre, you know, a digital version of Ogre. And Ogre has been one of your best Kickstarters to date. Ogre has been our very best Kickstarter. That one came close to a million dollars and it could have broken a million easily if we hadn't realized that we were already in overpromised city. And- <laughs> well you did get i did actually i was one of the backers for ogre i actually kicked in some money because i have one of the t-shirts that says i made steve jackson work on car wars and yes i i follow your progress on that and i'm still waiting there for that and can't wait for that kickstarter to begin i'm really looking forward to it myself the the new game is good we uh 
We have tried to make it play faster without losing the feel of Car Wars. It is different. Uh, I mean, it's for a different time, and uh, people expect a game to play faster. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that is some people. See, I'm I'm of the ilk. I don't mind a four hour all day marathon gaming with just one game. But there are quite a few people who do like, you know, shorter games and in smaller, you know, smaller bites. And in all honesty, even though we may be willing to play a, a four hour game, it's a little bit in Congress to look back and think that simulated seven seconds of real time. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. So over the years with all the role playing experience that you have, I'm sure you've run many many sessions did you ever get into gaming on, on on the pc gaming like the massively multiplayer online games like a world of warcraft or like an everquest back in the day did you ever you know dip your toe into that whole realm i dipped my toe into it with <laughs> one game because of the theme and that was uh, puzzle pirates okay and i've still got my account i haven't uh, haven't gone online for it in a year or so because most of the I made a lot of friends and then most of them eventually drifted on to other things and the the crew did not really renew itself but uh, it was great fun while it lasted I don't know if you've ever seen Puzzle Pirates I believe I saw it I don't know if I have ever played it um, very but I- very cartoony. Uh, appearance, uh, but I mean that in a good way, very, very engaging little cartoon characters, very bright colors, and the the TLDR version of, of the game's plot is you work puzzles in order to let your ship sail more effectively and fight better while sailing the seven seas and uh, robbing fat merchants are... <laughs> I love pirate games. Pirate games are always pirates are some one of my favorite genres over the years. And I have no idea why we all like pirates so much because real pirates, both historical and modern, were just thoroughly gross folks. Yeah, exactly. Yet, yet we have we have this idea of, of the the plumed hat and so on and so on. And, uh, you know, it's 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 even worse than the old west in terms of a story that has nothing to do with what happened. Yeah, it's it's like we imagine them as as living this grand lifestyle, and yet they. They didn't. <laughs> Nasty, brutish, and short. Exactly. So, out of all the games you've designed and published over the years, you've you're putting um, the fantasy trip back on Kickstarter. Which one of your games that you've kind of designed that you've you know kind of sunk your teeth into, had your hands in? Which one of the which one of the games kind of like has? like the most significant feelings for you. You know, it's kind of just like this one you just hold near and dear to you. Do you have a a favorite child, I guess? Um, (laughs) No, I I don't have a favorite child. I have several children that I like for different reasons. (laughs) Ogre, I still really like playing, and it it was my first design, and it came out pretty well. Um, Illuminati, I think, is is the most original thing I've ever done. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I like playing Munchkin, and uh, that child certainly has has paid for itself. 
Oh, so, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yet another reason to like it. But I'm still it's, happy it's, to make up new cards and play the old versions. Yeah, and you guys, you guys are putting out new versions of that on the Kickstarter, you know, quite quite often, and and they're all very successful. Mm-hmm. And there's a digital version of it coming from Asmodee. And I got some really great news about that today, and I can't talk about it. So this is just a tease. (laughs) Wait a couple of weeks, and there will be some good Munchkin news. So there's some good tease for everybody. We have some Munchkin news coming. You heard it here, folks, only you didn't, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit more about the fantasy trip. How much have, have you changed much? From that initial release that you had back in the 70s to what you currently have on Kickstarter, uh, did you go back and do a complete rewrite of some things or or update some things that maybe you think might flow a little bit better with today's gamers as opposed to, you know, back then? Yes, there's a lot of reorganization and some sections, not very many, but some were seriously rewritten. Um most significantly, I think, the character points and advancement system, because that wasn't broken for one-shot games by any means, or even short campaigns, but we found out long after it was too late to do anything about it, that if you played Fantasy Trip for three or four years, some characters, excuse me, some characters could just get silly overpowered. And <laughs> so I tried to address that. Well, really, that's up to the game master, but it's, I mean, what the game master is paying me for is to provide good tools. So I tried to make that tool better. Now, I saw one of the things with Fantasy Trip. There's also going to be a solo element to it. What's it like designing a solo element for what most people consider a game where you're at least requiring probably at least three plus people to play? Well, it's it's fun. It's it's like writing a computer programmed adventure, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's an interesting process. Is it is it harder to to create like a single player scenario as opposed to you know a multiplayer one where you have like a GM running everything? Yes, that's why you have fewer of them around. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, there yeah, there aren't. I mean, there's. The fantasy trip, you know, Tunnels and Trolls did it, you know, um, with theirs. They have some solo adventures, but it's you really don't see that too, too much in in a lot of the role-playing games. No, you've got the Fighting Fantasy series out there, of course. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf series, which has recently, in an interesting turnaround, spawned a role-playing set. Uh, yeah, there are there are fewer solo adventures than there ought to be, and we're planning on releasing some more. There will be two with the new Fantasy Trip Edition, a Death Test and Death Test 2, which were the first two solos published for it back in the day. Mm-hmm. There were others published by Metagaming, but I didn't write them, so I didn't get any rights back. Okay. So uh, we'll write some new ones. Great. Yeah, solo gaming is something I've been dabbling in lately that I really never played around too much in before. And I'm trying it just just to see what it's like, because it seems like there's a whole big community out there of people who play solo games, uh, you know, and just play, you know, with it, you know, the games by themselves. And some 
Some solos, including both of the death test games, are written so you don't need a GM, but you can play with a group. Mm -hmm. So the book takes the place of the GM. All right. Excellent. And and you can also use that as a GM adventure. The the GM just runs them through the numbered adventures, and if he feels like throwing them a curve, he does. Hmm. That's, That's great that it can be used in both ways. So it's killing two birds with one stone, essentially. Yeah. All right. But I think it's worth it. Yeah. So we've been chatting for a little bit now. We've talked about quite a few things that I had on my list of what I wanted to ask. But of course, before we end our our little chat, one of the things I have to ask everybody that I interview, the name of my show is what I'm playing now. What's hitting your table? What are you currently playing besides all the stuff you're probably play testing and all besides, the stuff you're working besides on? Besides all there? the stuff I'm play testing. <laughs> What's currently literally on my table right now is the Golem edition of Century. That's oh, wow. A, that's a fun game. Yes, yes, definitely. My wife loves that game. <laughs> and the Golem edition just looks outstanding. Yes. All right. Is there anything else we maybe want to talk about fantasy trip before we end our conversation? Well, one question that I sometimes get during interviews, and I love it because it gives me a chance to make a pitch. So I'll pretend that you asked me what's I, different about fantasy trip. There, okay, Steve, what's different about fantasy trip? Ooh, I don't have to pretend. Uh, <laughs> it's very definitely old school, but uh, – the the thing that makes it, I think, unique is how easy setup and teardown is. I mean, you can create a character and get started playing a game in way less than a quarter hour. If if you just want to do a combat game, you can literally create a table full of characters uh, for a table full of people in five minutes or less. Now, that, that doesn't mean that you can't get into talents and specialized magic spells and uh, character motivations and all that stuff. You don't have to. If you just want to go down into the dungeon and slay evil, there it is. You can be slaying evil while your pop is still fizzy. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I'm sold. I was looking through the Kickstarter earlier. I've, I was glancing at it before, and it looks like it. Um, you're getting quite a bit um, at the different levels. So I definitely encourage everybody to check out the Kickstarter before it ends. As Steve said, I believe there is six days left um, as of this recording. So probably by the time I get this posted, it may be down to six or about five and a half, maybe close to five. But we're going to get the podcast released a little bit earlier um, just so people have more time to actually um, hear about what you want to say about the fantasy trip. So Steve, I definitely like to thank you for interviewing um, with me here this evening. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. No problem. All right, everybody. We'll be back with more of the show here. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. Well, Hey everyone, there you go. That is our interview with Steve Jackson from Steve Jackson games. It was great having him on the show and I cannot thank him enough for taking some time out of his busy day to spend a few minutes with us to record a podcast. I wish him good luck in their current Kickstarter. It's already funded and it looks like it's reaching quite a few stretch goals at this time. So if you're interested in one of his first role-playing games well well before GURPS, definitely check out the Fantasy Trip, which is currently on 
Kickstarter as we speak. It's got about six days left, so I'm posting this podcast a day early, like I said at the intro, um, to try to get some more word on the street about this one. It looks like it's going to be a really good game. Other than that, everybody, you know what to do. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us in some conversations over on Board Game Geek. We do have a guild over there, guild number 2440. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at What I'm Playing Now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say, for both of those. On Facebook, just do a search for What I'm Playing Now. Our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash What I'm Playing Now. And of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we would greatly appreciate. That is youtube.com slash What I'm Playing Now. But until next week, everybody, you know what to do. You go play some games and then let me know what you're playing now. We will be back next week with another episode of the podcast. But until then, everybody, you have a great week gaming. We will see you later. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.